Happy Sunday, everybody. Yes, it's Sunday again. Two Sundays in a row. I really have no excuse. Well, I guess I have an excuse. Usually I work from home Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday every week. But this week, holidays are coming, and uh, we had our big Christmas, I mean, holiday party at work on Thursday. And then Friday, I had to go into the office because we were doing this massive office cleaning thing. I got a free lunch out of it, but it severely took away from uh, my ability to stay awake past 8 p.m. So really, I got home, and I think I was awake for like two hours, and I just passed out Friday night. Um, I have another show that usually gets done on Friday. That wasn't done. Did that yesterday. The Mandalorian Man. Please check it out at fansonexperts.com. And, um, yeah, that left me with this morning, finally, getting up and watching today's episode of Mad Men. And now it's nighttime. I took no notes. I watched it this morning. I'm talking at nighttime. I'm, I'm literally hiding in my bathroom right now. My puppy wants to play. And when she plays, she wants to pull at your pants and... Um, she wants to, like, like she pinches. She doesn't mean to. It's all playful. But usually it lasts for a little while, and then she passes out. So I'm going to go out. Wait, I'm going to walk out now and see what she is. Oh, she's playing. She's eating her antler. I'm going to go back in here. And I'm going to, um, hopefully she didn't notice me. If she did, I'm screwed. Okay. Back in the bathroom. Now, I want to say a few things. First of all, today I watched episode... Nine, I hope I have that right, of season six of Mad Men, The Better Half. But before we go any deeper into this episode, I want to take a moment to not only listen to today's sponsor, but also to listen to some voicemails that I received from my friend, Raphael. Now, I have to, I have to warn you, Raphael. I did not get a chance to listen to all your voicemails before we play them. So the first time I'm going to hear them all is when I'm done the episode. So I'm going to pretend afterwards. Don't tell Raphael I'm doing this. I'm going to pretend that I heard them all and I'm going to reply to them. I'm going to talk to them, but don't, don't tell Raphael. Um, Raphael, cover your ears. I probably should have said that first. Um, but okay, let's take a moment to hear from today's sponsor and then hear from my best friend, Raphael. Hello, this is Raphael, and I'm here to talk about the episode, The Better Half. I'd have to say this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, the constant pull of, you know, understanding the better half of somebody. And we see it firsthand initially with Peggy as she's asked to make a decision about some type of strategy with Fleischman. And she's asked to immediately make a decision between two different strategies. And she quickly identifies that it's between Don's idea and Charles' idea. And she immediately sees that she can't make that decision between both of those ideas. One, her old mentor, and two, her new mentor, who she is somewhat physically attracted to. We also see that um, Don is kind of battling his kind of 
we see that Don is battling his better half as well. Um, I really enjoyed the writing of this episode, uh, particularly the writing uh, meant for Don and Betty uh, during their time at the camp the day before that Henry shows up. And it kind of, to be honest, uh, this is definitely relatable now. Uh, it was set back in, what, the 60s? But looking at it from a relationship standpoint, it's definitely relatable now to relationships now in this day and age. Talking about your kids, how much they change, um, talking about what happened to you, what happened to me. And I thought it was very particular that one line that Betty said. That poor girl, referring to Megan, she says, that poor girl doesn't even know. That she doesn't even know that loving you is not the way to get you. Which I thought was very interesting. Don has grown up, you know, to be honest, with a shitty life. And he doesn't know what love is. And that mentality yielded him the type of man he is now when dealing with relationships. Doesn't really know what it's like to be loved. So how can he love somebody? And I think that resonated a lot with Don. And we see that when Don returns and he has that conversation in the uh, balcony with Megan while the uh, sirens are playing. Which coincidentally, I like to think that's the same siren that's taking uh, Peggy and her ex to the hospital after being stabbed, which I thought was kind of funny. I was laughing through that. But we also see the other dilemma of the better half in Roger's case. Roger's dealing with the dilemma that, you know, it's fun and games to be the grandfather, but it's hard to play that role when you weren't really a father yourself to your children. And Roger's daughter makes that perfectly clear. So he's trying to make things right based on that conversation with Joe. And we see that as well. So we all, we all see this internal dilemma kind of assessment going on with a lot of major characters. We see that first with Peggy. We definitely see that with Don and Betty. see that with Roger. And there's some other as well. But I would like to say that I really enjoyed this episode. The writing's great. The, cost, the costume selection was unbelievable. And it really just kind of went deep into the psyches of all these individual characters. And the last thing I loved was Peggy's uh, face at the end when she's expecting Ted to be, you know, ecstatic or opportunistic that now that she's available and there's a, no, no, a boyfriend list. But the fact that he kind of responds with, uh, don't worry, he'll get back out there. That look she gives is just priceless. All right, take care. What a great sponsor and an even better series of voicemails. Raphael, you nailed it, especially that part when you talked about Don Draper and Betty and, and uh, Peggy, Roger, Joan, Bob, maybe, um, and maybe Sneezy and Skippy. I'm not sure. 
Um, I did hear part of your first one where you talked about this being one of your favorite episodes. And I have to say, I really enjoyed this episode too. A lot happened. I mean, a lot. And when I tell you that I watched this episode this morning and I don't remember how it started, I am being 100% honest with you. So I'm going to talk about it from character to character, like I've done in the past, because I'm not going to go linear. I'm not going to go the, the plot of the show. It's character to character to character. So why don't we go with Pete first? Pete is, uh, he has stuff in this episode, but not a ton. Uh, the thing is, is, Pete is dealing with this power struggle that we seem to be seeing between uh, Don Draper and um, Ted, right? Ted Shaw. Yes. Uh, he, you know, he's kind of sitting there. He doesn't really know what his place is in uh, this world. You know, like there's an argument uh, at one point. Don and Ted are kind of trying to figure out uh, the margarine and how to differentiate itself and butter. And, you know, is it price? Is it taste? Is it price? Is it taste? They bring Peggy in and Peggy um, doesn't really want to get in between them. And Ted doesn't seem to care about that. And Don really took it personally. We'll see that later in the episode. Uh, and Pete is also trying to figure out what the hell Don is doing, what the hell, like, what the hell Ted is doing, and why Harry just sat there and didn't say anything. And Harry's like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to sit there and enjoy it. I'm going to be partner someday. He goes, we're a joke. We don't even have a name. He goes, we're the 27 Yankees, Harry said. You know, people look at us as the big time. Um and that's great for headhunters. And Pete, that got Pete's attention. So Pete met with the same headhunter. Why not? And guess who it was? That mother ducker. Yes, Duck Phillips. I think that's his last name. It's been a while. Uh, I mean, he let his dog out because he's a drunk. I will never forgive him for that. He had a fling with Peggy. I will never forgive her for that. Um, but now that he is a headhunter, he... He basically spelled it out to Pete about what he could get him, the jobs he could he could find for him. Like he could have him a ca- head of accounts, but it was in like Wisconsin. And he's like, do you have anything on this planet? Uh, so it was just, I think it was just Pete feeling things out. Um, not much came of it, but, you know, Duck tried to also give him some advice about the importance of family. And he's like, you know, the, the important thing is family. And Pete says, you know, family is a distraction. Pete just cares about being, uh, enjoying his life and um, getting as much as he can. And he sees his wife and his kid as a distraction, which is sad. And Duck, it seems like, um, had to, came, came to some realization. I don't know if he has his wife back. I don't know if what he has with his kids. But um, it seems like he's come to some sort of peace. And he doesn't even work in advertising anymore. He works in headhunting to four advertising firms. Um, there was another moment where, oh, and he said to him, uh, to Duck, um, you know, uh, oh, Duck said, you know, you don't need this apartment. He goes, oh, believe me, I do. And he mentioned his mother. Later on, he goes to Joan for some advice. You don't see Joan and Pete interact all that much. You know, Joan doesn't love Pete. But later on, she mentions something about him that uh, in a weird way, you know, she says to Bob, and we'll get there, um, you know, Pete's, I think he's the only one who's never lied to me. Uh, and Pete went to her just kind of asking for advice um, as far as like, you know, what's, what do you think my place is here? And, 
She's like, I really don't have time for this. I have things I have to do. He's like, want to get supper? He's like, I, I can't. I have plans. And um, it was it was more like Pete was trying to figure out his place and dealing with his mother. He has a lot going lot lot going on that's distracting him, and he doesn't feel is he present? Is he doing enough? Uh, is he is he contributing enough? Um, and that really I think is the end of Pete's moments in this episode. Um, we now Joan she had her moments with Pete, so we'll do Joan now. Joan had her moments with Pete, and then. We, um, Joan said she had plans. And I think the only other time we see Joan is in her apartment with Bob. That's right, Bob. Now, they didn't say anything romantic was happening. So I don't know if anything romantic is happening. But Bob's hanging out hoping something romantic is happening. That I damn well am sure of. Or at least that's my assumption. Um, and he's in his little shorts and she's ready to go to the beach, her, Bob and Kevin. And, um, what happens? Roger shows up. Now we'll talk about Roger later. Roger, I think is having issues, having issues with his children. Um, I guess that's it for, for, um, Joan. We'll, we'll stop there with Joan. Let's go back to Roger. Roger's daughter is uh, in, at the firm, and she's letting her son, Roger's grandson, spend the day with him. So they're like, going to have so much fun. They're going to go to the zoo. They're going to go to the movies. And Joan said, oh, so like any other work day. And, um, oh, um, it was funny. When he had the grandson there, he goes, um, so which one do you like? And he was pointing out all the secretaries, and the secretaries are giggling. And then Joan walks by, and he goes, I'll tell you the one I like later. You know, you can see he still loves Joan. Uh, so... He spends a day with his grandson. You don't think much of it. And then he gets a call, uh, and it is from his daughter, flipped out because she took, he took his grandson to see Planet of the Apes. And now the kid is frightened, frightened of, scared of everything, frightened of the dog because the dog has fur, scared of everything with fur. She's pissed off at Roger, and he's like, what are you talking about? Don took his son. Everything was fine. He, he was laughing. I'll, I'll do the Dr. Zayas voice. He'll be fine. And she saw nothing of it. In fact, she said, I don't, you know, enough with this. You're not even going to... He goes, I care. You know, he's trying to say he cared. And he, he yelled at her, like, listen, young lady, you don't get to talk to me like that. And she basically said, look, if you want to see your grandson, um, you, can't see, you can't just be the grandfather anymore. No more visits like that without, without the grandmother around. He basically took that from him. So it seems like something's happening where he's trying to reconnect. Or, okay. Did I miss something? Because in the episode title, in the episode... Um, uh, description on Netflix. It says Roger has a reoccurring dream and Joan goes to the beach. That's the entire Netflix description. I don't remember any dream with Roger. Did I, did I fall asleep? I don't think so. Uh, Roger, you know, got called and yelled at by his daughter. That's what I saw. Joan did go to the beach. That was like one moment that had nothing to do with anything except that I think now that Roger can't be with his grandson, he realizes, or maybe he's with his grandson, thinking about the fact that he has another son out there, little Kevin, Joni's kid. She, he shows up unannounced at Joan's apartment. That's when she's getting ready with Bob to go to the beach. You can see the look on his face. First of all, the best part is he looks at Bob and says, who are you? And he's like, it's Bob from the office. What are you doing here? See, they, he didn't even know that Joan and Roger had any sort of relationship, um, any sort of friendship. 
And he's like, oh, I'm, I, I screwed up some paperwork. I'm in the area. Um, she goes, why don't you go get the car ready? She runs down, and he's like, I brought this for my son. She goes, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't be around this anymore. You know, he thinks that um, Ted is his son. Is that the dad's name? I don't know. Todd, I don't, whatever, the, the, the soldier. He thinks that is, his, that is his dad. His dad's a hero, and that's what I'm going to keep with him. And Roger's like, you know, but I'm his dad. And, and he, you can see Roger still wants to be with him. Bill still wants to be with her. Didn't like t Bob being there. Um, he was like, all right, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you at work on Monday. She's like, yes, have a nice weekend. And Bob's like, I didn't even know you had a relationship. That was weird, but I felt bad for Roger because his first wife's gone, his second wife's gone. Sherry likes to screw around with um, with Megan's mom when she's in town. Uh, and now his grandkid doesn't want to be with him and his little secret kid uh, can't be with him. So it's, it's probably a little rough for the guy. A little rough for the guy. Um, did I bring up, did I mention Megan yet? Let's talk about Megan. So Megan has an expanded scene, expanded role uh, with the soap opera. She plays twins, of course, because it's a soap opera. One with short blonde hair who is supposed to be sophisticated, and then the sister is the one who's the maid. The problem is she's having trouble differentiating between the two, she, as far as the producers and directors are concerned, and she ends up inviting the, uh, that woman, Ted McGinley's wife, uh, her co-star, um, over to run lines and talk about it. And she brings out wine, she wants to talk about it, and this woman just wants to make out with her. Remember, she's the one who wanted to do the swinging with Dawn and her, and her, and her husband. Uh, and Megan was like, no, but then Megan touched her hand, and she goes in for another kiss. She goes, no, you, you misread this. Uh, she goes, forget about it, you embarrassed me, blah, blah, blah. But um, Megan's big concern is she's afraid she's going to get fired. Uh, and um, But he's like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, just be yourself, don't worry about it. It seemed like... Nothing much came of it, but she did open up a little bit about how with her husband, it hasn't been the same. He's been distant. He's been far away, and it's, it's been rough on her. Uh, and then the girl tried to kiss her again, of course. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Peggy. Let's talk about Peggy, because we'll save the big Dawn stuff to the end. Peggy had a big episode. The big thing with Peggy is... Um, she hates where she lives. I mean, there was talks of there was constant sounds of violence outside um, of her apartment. Even where Dawn lives, you can hear the sirens. I love saying sirens. It just my, my wife's uh, late uncle, rest in peace, old timer used to say sirens. So I say that now. I know that's not how it's said, but I love saying sirens. So the the police sirens and are going by, going, and you can just hear that just piercing into their conversation, and they don't even blink. They don't even blink at it. That's interesting. I never thought of that. Like, Megan and Dawn don't blink when they hear the sirens. I can't keep saying it. When they hear the sirens blaring, they just keep going because the sirens aren't for them. They're passing through, heading up to where Peggy lives. That's where all the shit's going down, where there's violence and there's a constant, um, you know, uh, uh, assaults going on. In fact, Abe, her boyfriend, um, got assaulted by some guys. He got stabbed. Uh, and he didn't want to, but he, there's a cop there and he didn't want to talk to the cop because he's a hippy dippy. So he's very much like, I don't want to oppress them. They don't have any choice in life. This is all part of his, like a story he's working on where he's, he's trying to talk about the culture of things. And, but she's like, but criminals are criminals. You're not supposed to be helping criminals. You're not supposed to be, um, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, not reporting them. Um, and she's like, I hate living here. Uh, I don't want to live here anymore. And then it, eventually 
he says, um, she says, um, oh, he says, you know, fine, fine. We can just get out of here. Because at one point he's boarding, boarding up um, a window that got smashed. And she thinks, are they smashed the window because you talked to the police? But finally she says, I need to get out of here. Um, I can't live here anymore. Now, at work, she's getting pulled between Don and Peggy. Don and Ted. Um, the whole Abe thing uh, has been bugging her. She's, she's been getting, he's been getting on her nerves, and she really hasn't stopped thinking about Ted. So um, at one point, Ted brings her into the office and says, you know, um, he apologized for the kissing. He says, I shouldn't have done that. She goes, well, you, have you not thought about it? And she's like, I have thought about it, but you have someone, I have someone, we can't be that way. Um, she goes, I, I haven't thought about it at all. And then she admits, I have been thinking about it. Uh, and you can see Ted's been thinking about it too, but Peggy kind of pushes it out of their mind, says, we can work, don't worry about this. Oh, I think she regrets that. Dawn brings her into the office and says like, you know, what are we, do, what are we paying for you for? You have to... Um, we need you to, you know, figure this out when I ask you for your opinion. She's like, you're basically said you guys are in a pissing contest. You want it your way. Ted wants, Ted wants it to work. You want your way to work. Ted goes, he want, uh, Don's like, Ted wants his way to work too. It's the same thing. Um, and the, um, later on in the episode, she's in her apartment. She's got this stick with a knife at the end. And she hears this crazy stuff going on. Police and screaming and yelling and, and violence. She's peering, opening the window. Then she hears a noise behind her, turns, and she stabs Ted right in the chest with the knife. Now, Ted's going to survive. They, the next shot, we, she's like, oh, my God, don't pull it out. Next shot, they're in an ambulance. It was actually kind of funny uh, in, a, in a dark humor kind of way. He's got the knife sticking out of his chest. And she, he's like, if I die, and she goes, you're not going to die. He comes to some realization that you're everything that I'm not. You know, you're everything that I detest. You're an advertising. Why would I think you care about these things? Guess what? He dumped her with a knife sticking out of his chest in an ambulance with an awkward moment where the ambulance, the attendee in the back, the EMT was like, uh, I don't want to be here. Uh, oh, it's funny. He goes, you're not going to die. He's not going to die, right? And the EMT is like, I don't know. Um, but it was actually, it was a funny little moment. But Abe's gone. Abe's out of the picture, I guess. Ted, um, Peggy wants to move, move anyway. Peggy's been thinking about Ted and finally Abe is gone. At the end of the episode, she comes in and it looks like her hair looked a little matted. Probably she had a long night with Abe at the hospital. Her hair looked like wet and everything. Like it was like, she didn't look like she normally looked. She looked a little different. She comes into Ted's office. She says, I just want to let you know that, um, that I don't have anyone anymore. You know, it's over with, with me and Abe. And Ted is like, um, well, you'll find someone. You ready to work? And he opens the door. He's like, hi, Don. Good morning. And the episode ends with Ted kind of, uh, Peggy just leaving the office, realizing that she doesn't have Abe anymore. She doesn't have, uh, she thought she was going to get Ted. And she's kind of just stuck in the middle of, um, of between Don and Ted for work. And she's staring into the empty conference room. And that's how the, the show ends. Um, but the big storyline of this entire episode to me is Don Draper and Betty Francis. So at the beginning of the episode, we see Betty and, and Henry are at some sort of fundraiser. When Henry's on the phone making some phone calls, a guy basically comes up to, to Betty and propositions her. He says, I, I want to spend some time with you, 
all that. And remember when she he was at a she was at a party when Henry came up and rubbed her pregnant belly. Um, so this happens to Betty a lot. And you know uh, Henry comes out and looks at the guy. And he's like, "What are you looking at?" Oh, he's like, "How you doing, Lou?" This is how he talks. This is my Henry Francis. I'm going to go back into some Henry Francis. So they're in their car on the way home. He's like, can we have a little privacy? And the guy puts up the panel because apparently Henry gets a nice car. And he's like, I want to know everything he said to you. And she's like, he wanted to be with me. Tell everything. He grabs her by the chin. Not not aggressive. Almost like, almost like this was a game they played. Because she said all night. And he just looked at her. And then boom, they started necking. And I'm assuming they made sex. I don't know this, but it's my assumption. Now, the um, meanwhile, they, Betty, Betty, because Henry's busy, Betty has to head up to uh, a camp for Bobby. And guess who else is going? Don Draper. Bobby's camp, mom and dad are going. going. They're going separately, but they're going. Um, Don ends up. Uh, stopping at a gas station and the gas attendant is just staring off into the distance and he sees this woman bent over in a car and he's staring at her booty and who gets up from the booty but it's Betty's booty can you believe it's Betty's booty I didn't believe that it was Betty's booty that the booty I'm trying to make something that isn't happening Uh, and she looks at Don she's like oh he's like oh and the gas station's like oh and they end up you know talking for a few seconds and going he's like why don't you just follow me they go to the camp together. Bobby's there. So Bobby's there with his mom. And, and this Bobby, I'm, I'm getting used to him now. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good little actor. And he, uh, I don't know if he's going to be Bobby next year. I don't know what they're going to do. But he's spending a little time with his mom. And then Don comes in and he goes, Dad, you came. That was so heartbreaking to me that he just didn't expect his dad to come. He's like, your mother didn't tell you? And she said, I want it to be a surprise. And they sing this song together, and it was like, I forget what it was. Father Franklin has 12 sons, and 12 sons have Father Franklin. And they're all doing it. They're just having fun together. And he's like, oh, that's Bobby 2. He goes, are you Bobby 1? He goes, no, I'm Bobby 5. And you realize all these kids are named Bobby, um, probably after Bobby Kennedy, I'm guessing. Uh, that's just like, um, I'm guessing that year, or around those years, a lot of Roberts were born. Uh, and it just, they had a nice time together uh the three of them uh no no sally no Jean, just 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 bobby uh bonding with them which was cool uh later on and and don and her just looking at each other like smiling realizing there was this was a nice moment they could all appreciate it and later on uh sally's hanging out her cabin and she's like oh did you get a bottle and don goes yeah i have a bottle pour some in her fresca betty draper's drinking fresca she drinks a little, he drinks a little, and he's like, uh, he kind of says, like, I haven't, you know, I, I forget what he said, but he came on to her, and she um, went, and she's like, oh, and she got up, and she left, and went into her, her room, her cabin, she left the door open, and who followed, but Donald Dick Whitman Draper, and guess what, for the first time, since I'm going to guess in her parents' house, Don and Betty had sexual intercourse. They went for it. They did it. Now, Bobby never found out. They wake up the next day. They, well, they stop. They have a cigarette. Then they do it again. Um, but they talked a little bit. And she, he's like, this was, you know, this was the best. 
like this was good. We were good like this. And Betty's like, you know, yeah, this I liked you. And then you'd you'd always, you know, it would always go downhill. I forget the exact wording, but it was really good. Um, and he was like, why do, why do people care so much about sex and loyalty? You know, I could climb a mountain. Doesn't mean I love the mountain. She's like, mountains? That what you th- that you think of it? And he goes, that is that how you treat Megan? And he doesn't really say anything. She's like, oh, that poor girl. So she realizes that Dawn um, must be cheating on Megan or has cheated on Megan. Ding, ding. She's right. Uh, but they, they have a nice little moment. Um, she goes, he goes, I could cuddle with you here and feel just as much love. Um, he goes, is that what you want to do? And he says, no, I would like to mount you and do it. I mean, this is what I heard. I don't know if it was actually said. Uh, so they do it some more. Boom, 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 boom. He wakes up the next day and Sally's, I mean, Betty's gone. He gets up, goes for breakfast. He looks over and he sees Henry and he sees, um, uh, a Betty and he goes, good morning. Like, good morning. And that was it. Like, that was it. He just said, good morning. How you doing? And she's like, good morning. And he goes over and has breakfast by himself. And, um, while he's eating breakfast by himself, he looks over at her and she doesn't look over at him. She's having fun laughing with her husband. So it was almost like she said to him the night before, you know, I have, I love my life now. I love everything I have. And he just, she doesn't want to lose that. Um, and he could see that she seemed really happy with, with, uh, Henry. Um, it was funny that they were talking the night before about Sally and she's, she's like, Oh, Sally reminds me so much of you. I don't get that girl. And, um, he goes, he reminds me of you. And she said, Henry thinks he reminds me of you. He goes, how does Henry know me? He goes, I don't know. She just says it reminds her of you. Um, so that was an interesting thing. Uh, there was not much else at the camp besides the, them having sex and looking at each other at breakfast. Later on, Don does come home and Megan's out on the por- out on the deck smoking a cigarette. And she's like, you know, I just feel like there's a separation. There's, a, there's something separate from us. And Don admitted it. He goes, I think there is too. And um, I don't know if he, he, he made it seem like he sees it and maybe he'll try to fix it. Um, did I cover everything in this episode? She mentioned, um, she just mentioned to the woman she was working with, Megan, how, you know, when we worked together, it was fine. But now I I did my own thing and she, he's just getting used to not seeing me because I'm more successful than I when I started. And, you know, it's just, it's becoming complacent. She made dinner for him. And he was like, let's just uh, turn in and watch TV. She's like, okay. You know, it was like, they're just, there was just going through the motions. And maybe the fact that he saw Betty laughing with Henry, even though he thought maybe that me and Betty could get back together, maybe seeing that made him realize what he has at home. I don't know. Nothing seems to make him realize how good he could have it if he was just a good boy. Um, Jeez, this is a shorter episode, you know, uh, not, not as long as my other ones. Now I'm, I'm pacing in my bathroom and I can't just sit still and I'm not going to sit on my toilet. That would be disgusting. And that is all, all too much information, but you can listen to that on the toilet cast that's coming soon to fans on experts.com. Um, yeah, I think I've covered everything. Let's just go through it again. Um, Roger, I don't remember any dream, but he did screw up bringing his grandson to Planet of the Apes. And he wanted to see his real son, even though Joan is like, you can't. Uh, Bob seems to be in with Joan. Bob does go back to Pete later and says, listen, I just want to let you know that there is a 
I have a male nurse who helped with my father. He's a naval nurse. Uh, and, and Pete was like, Joan shouldn't have said anything. He goes, don't blame Joan. She's, she was worried about you and didn't know and, and, and just knew that I, that I had I had connections, I think. And But Pete's like, I hate when people, I mean, I love it because it's creepy, but I hate when people talk about their mother and call them mother to other people. I wouldn't even say it to my brother. I wouldn't say, you know, mother came by. I, I, it's like, um, I, would, I would say ma or, uh, yeah, I'd say ma, but I wouldn't say mother. And, but saying it to other people, not my mother, but just mother, is very Norman Batesian to me. And he says to, uh, to Bob, he's like, is he a Spaniard from Spain? Because mother wouldn't, mother wouldn't um, approve otherwise. He goes, oh, he's, he's very, uh, I forget what he said, but he's very good. Um, it was just, he's very cultured or something. It was something like degrading, but Bob was trying his best to, to steer around it. Bob seems good. Uh, I haven't seen any reason for, him to me, for me to hate him yet. Um, we'll see. Usually people seem good until they become garbage. Except Ken. Ken, I, I'm, I'm still enjoying. We'll see. We'll always see. No Ken in this episode, though. Um, and Peggy just went through a rough time, rough neighborhood, stabbed her boyfriend, who already got stabbed. Her boyfriend realizes it's not working out and dumps her. She basically throws herself at Ted. And I was like, I was saying, this is it. This is it. They're going to go for it. And boom, Ted denied her. Ted crushed her. And you could just see her heart breaking. Uh, and she's just standing in the middle of the office realizing this is all I have is this friggin' office. Does this work? I got nothing else. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, I think, I think I've covered just about everything. You know, maybe Don finally, finally respects and realizes what he has with Megan. I doubt it. It's Don Draper. Um, but my goodness, I mean, we only have what three, four episodes left and then we're on to the final season. I can't believe it. My friends, all my friends, my friends like Charlene who retweet me all the time. Paul Gallagher, who was talking to me on Twitter. Claire, you just finished watching Mad Men for the first time. And uh, yeah, it is astonishingly good. And Birdhouse Books, who always gives me likes and retweets on Facebook. Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I appreciate this, uh, these, you guys listening and sticking with this. Uh, even as I ramble, whether it's in the car or on the porch or in the bathroom. Uh, I just appreciate the fact that people are out there listening to this. I can't believe it. Um, this has been so much fun and we're not done yet. I'm just, I feel like, but I feel like the end is nigh. Uh, the end is nigh. That's the same, right? Uh, but not yet, not yet at all. In fact, coming up on the Christmas season and I just want to say happy holidays to everybody listening though we have I feel like I can't believe I'm saying this I have we have one more episode that's coming but next week Star Wars is coming on a Friday so I gotta figure out a way I have plenty of time I have plenty of time uh, we'll be we'll getting this because I just found out I did get tickets to Star Wars but at 10 p.m. on Friday night so yowzer but don't worry um, your new episode will be hitting on Friday I'm guaranteeing at this time you I won't let you down this time it's gonna be Friday but until then, I want to say to you that you can follow me on Twitter at MadeManPod. 
but you might be better off following me on Twitter at my main Twitter account because that's the one that's going to be keep you're going to keep going forever, and that's Geek Mentality. But everything, everything I do, is at my website fansnotexperts.com. So I just want to say that I want to thank you. Oh, here we go. I'm in the voice. I want to thank you for sticking with me. I want to thank you for having the patience until Sunday, and I want to thank you for. Joining me, there's, there, there it is, that's the word, I want to thank you for coming along with me as I strive to become a maid man. I hope they didn't leave anything out in this episode. Fans not experts.